Coming up next. CNN Radio, I'm Stan Case. Leading the news this hour, Joran Vandersloot, the Dutch citizen arrested twice in the disappearance of Alabama teenager Natalie Holloway, has been arrested in Chile in connection with the death of a woman this week in Peru. CNN's Rafael Romo says Peruvian authorities claim they can link Vandersloot to the victim. Peruvian authorities say they have two very powerful incriminating um, pieces of evidence. They have two videos of both the suspect and the victim at a casino in uh, Lima, the capital of Peru, and they also have them going together into a room at a nearby hotel that was registered under the name of uh, Van der Sloot. Van der Sloot was never charged in the Natalie Holloway case. She disappeared in 2005 while visiting Aruba. President Obama meets face-to-face today with Arizona Governor Jan Brewer. The president has called a new state immigration law misguided. Brewer says she's prepared to fight the federal government in court. Coast Guard Commandant Thad Allen offers some good news about efforts to slow the leak from an oil well in the Gulf of Mexico. BP successfully cut off part of a damaged pipe in the Gulf Thursday. It'll be a, a kind of a, a test in uh, adapt phase as we move ahead, but uh, a significant uh, step forward this morning. Now, crews are working to cap the leaking well. They say it should slow the leak. Golden Girls actress Rue McClanahan has died following a stroke. She was 76 years old. Professional basketball's two most successful franchises tip off another NBA final tonight in Los Angeles. Lakers coach Phil Jackson says it's important to take game one against the Boston Celtics. It's obvious first games are really important. Uh, I don't know what any other coaches or any other series go to as far as first games, but it's pretty obvious the first game win it is a very important element in any kind of a, a series. The Celtics and Lakers have met 11 times for the NBA title. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio. Come on, it's game day. You've got all weekend to study. Jen, this has nothing to do with studying. I've got to work. The way the economy is, I figure I'll be working for the next century just to pay off these student loans. Well, you know... I know, I know. You joined the National Guard, so your college is completely paid for. Yes, you've mentioned it a couple thousand times. The National Guard scholarship covers up to 100% of your tuition. Learn more at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Washington National Guard. Aired by the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is Valerie with a look at your Cairo 7 weather forecast here on Alternative Talk, 11.50 a.m. Well, today we will reach a high of 58. There will be bits of cloud break for the sun this afternoon. Tonight we'll get down to a low of 52. Tomorrow, a.m. showers with a high of 57. And the shows will disappear that afternoon with a low of 50 at night. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high of 68, and we will get down to a low of 53, and then the sun comes back on Sundays with a high of 65 and a low of 53. Views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the Internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, Wanting answers to life's questions? Encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manucheri Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. 
I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie, and we are live here in Seattle. Kind of an overcast, maybe kind of might rain, typical Seattle day. I just returned from Sun Valley, Idaho, and I just want to give a big shout out to everyone there. Um, for those of you who've visited Sun Valley, Idaho um, during the Wellness Festival, you'll, you would know that the mystics, anyone who comes to teach or be a mystic there, is treated like a celebrity. So you're, you're kind of treated like a rock star for as long as you're there, stopped on the street, wherever you are, restaurants, and it's really a overwhelming and lovely experience. So I just want to thank Sun Valley Wellness Festival for doing a wonderful job for allowing me to come back once again and teach a class and to all the lovely people who hugged me and kissed me and um, thanked me for visiting. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. So today in the studio, we actually have two guests and no, I don't normally do that. I usually have one person at a time and we talk for a whole hour about their situation, but I was so excited about both of these guests. We're having Amy Moser for the first half hour and then we're having Danielle Hoffman for the second half hour. And Amy is actually a long-term client of mine. We met originally in that way and she had a very interesting experience over the last year and a half that I think many people can relate to and I loved the way that she actually handled being laid off from work. I'm sure many, many people out there can actually relate to that being laid off. And if you've been to see me or you've heard me on the radio or in a class, you know that I cheerlead for you because I believe most people are very unhappy with their jobs. (laughs) So... So, Amy, you're now employed. Yes. yes. Happily, gainfully employed. Very. Worked out better than you could imagine. Much. Right. And, um, but you did get laid off, what, uh, how long ago was it? Yeah, it was December of 2008. Ah, yeah. So it was, it was a little while out there in the unemployment world. Mm-hmm. And instead of being, you know, it's it's challenging, right? Whenever we have a challenge in our life, it's we read all about being positive. We do the 17-second exercise. But then when the bills start coming in and you look at your unemployment check, right, and, you know, whatever else people have financially, savings accounts or 401ks or whatever they've got going on, it can be a little worrisome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what Amy did instead of getting all flustered, you got productive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote a couple books. I did. (laughs) Yeah. And you made several other things for your website. Yeah. Ran two half marathons. Never done that in my life. (laughs) And wrote articles. And it just ended up being a wonderful blessing to have that break. I know. See, that's what I just love. That's the, I mean, of course, I love you. You have a great voice. You're wonderful for radio. But I love your story because a lot of people can relate to this. Mm. And that if we actually get charged and all excited and really, really happy, incredible things can happen during your vacation, right? Because now when you look back at it, was it more of a vacation for you? It was. I remember when I found out I had been at a company that um, the job was okay. It wasn't great. I felt done there. And it was right after the huge Wall Street slide. And we didn't get funding. And I got pulled into the VP of finances office with my boss and told the news. I remember smiling inside thinking, gosh, I've been asking God, how can we create a way where I can have at least three weeks to write this book? So I found myself just beaming this 
this book must really want to get written. Here <laughs> I go. And so you, you wrote the book. It's on pH balance, which yes. is phenomenal and very, very important for human beings. Your health, your pH, how to, re- I'm sorry, uh, re- reverse illness and gain vitality. Yeah, beautiful. And it's a web book yeah. on top of that. So people can just download it, yeah, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, and it has wonderful information about pH, something that I've always been fascinated with and think is very important for the human body to maintain more of an alkaline versus acid base in our on our body. So you spent more than three weeks, I think, writing that, or really only three weeks? <laughs> I did. Um, my last day was on a Friday. The next morning it snowed. For two weeks I was snowed in, just writing away, and ended up writing a second book, and just really felt like this is something that I'm passionate about, parallel to doing my part to looking for a job. So um, there was a third book that seemed like was in me to write. It was a compilation of notes that I had over year- the years on a topic I was passionate about. And what was interesting is over that first 12 months, I kept coming in second or third after very long interviewing processes. Right. Five different jobs that were almost mine. I was told I was leading candidate, but they, I didn't have that piece. And that third book had not been written yet. <laughs> I remember just resigning myself. I'm really excited about writing this book. Right. I'm going to make that happen. And then sure, when I finished it, it all came together with the job. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So I think what would be important for people who are out there in the world in a similar circumstance being laid off from work, and I'm sure there's people all over the country that can relate to this, what really feeds you passionately? Because it may not have been your job, number one. And if it's not or wasn't your job, what can feed you passionately now? One of the things you Mm -hmm. did, too, is you had an empowerment partner. Yeah. So you had someone that you called or talked to regularly, and you empowered each other? Was yeah. that the deal? We each made a list of what we wanted our life to be like in a year. Uh. And then we would every morning each write down what our life would like look like in that vision. Then we'd check in once each morning with a goal that we were going to do that day that we committed to the other person toward that list. And we each had the responsibility to pray for and visualize that happening for the other person that day. Oh, wow. So there were times where I worked all night sitting there watching the sun come up the next morning because I committed that chapter eight was going to get written because my dream was to have this book done by the end of the year. Wow. Um, well, congratulations. We're so excited for you. Thank you. And so how did this most recent job come along? So, Oh, it's a great story. Yeah. So I was all over the websites looking for jobs, et cetera, and I was interviewing at a company that um, – And I wasn't sure it was a great match, but I knew in my head it would be a good job. And I called a rep of that company and he said, you know, I just see you at this other other company. I'd never heard of this other company. And and he goes, why don't you check him out? They didn't have any openings. And I just sent my resume in. And um, one thing led to another and they actually made a job for me. Wow. Created a position around what I do and what they felt they needed. And it came together so well. And what was really interesting after quite a drought is... The day I got the official offer, I actually got that, another awesome offer from another great company who'd been one of my top three companies to work for that I had made a list of 10 years ago. Um, And I had two other great companies all before 10 a.m. say, could you come in for the final discussion and be prepared to sign paperwork? So pretty much four offers before noon in one day. Wow, that's amazing. And and the layoff time period, what you said, um, was about 15 months, which is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But you kept yourself very, very busy. So the other book that you wrote, one of them is about positive affirmations, inspirational quotes to motivate, rejuvenate, stimulate, and e- 
elevate you. And so that is something that you were doing that whole 15 months to help you stay positive and on track? Yeah. And I got real careful about who I interacted with, people who I knew would share the dream and share the vision and um, would keep worry away. And they'd kind of bring me back to where I wanted to be if I started to have a moment of, oh, look at my bank account. But, you know, an aunt let me money interest-free, and the job ended up, it was a real initially kind of a low-paying situation, but then on my sixth day, they promoted me to a director, and then I got this huge raise, and I'm actually making more money now than I was in the job that I had been in before. And I kind of caught up. It's worked out really well. That's fantastic. Now, before you got laid off, you told me that you actually had sat down and wrote down some things that you wanted to accomplish in a year. And one of them was to write. Yeah. And so maybe you came to the conclusion that perhaps the layoff was really associated to the writing. <laughs> like you needed this creative energy and in a way you'd kind of manifested it in a positive, you know, for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I felt really clear about that. Right. And, and you actually smiled when you got laid off. So for, for all of you out there who are even kind of worried, I, I know people do worry about your finances, but if you're getting laid off or you were you know, laid off a while ago and it made you originally smile, that's a good sign. That means there's a whole bunch of fun and wonderful things out there for you to do. And this is an opportunity for you to enjoy them, to become impassioned by them and to celebrate your life. And one mm-hmm. of the other things you wanted to do was go to the Mayan ruins in Belize, right? Yeah, it was a funny story. The day I found out, I was picking up my next door neighbor at the airport and he got snowed in and I had a couple hours and I'm like, oh gosh, I just bought this car. I used my savings to do so. And now I'm without a job and you know, the stock market's crazy. And I was reading a book on the Mayan ruins that I had bought for my brother. It was in my car. And I got really excited about how I'd love to go see the Mayan ruins of Belize. And I remember closing my eyes and holding the book to my chest saying, God, I know that logic tells me I can't afford this or make it happen, but find a way. And I Mm -hmm. made an intention that within five years, and I also said very economically, this could happen. Well, I kind of forgot about the intention, um, gave the book to my brother for Christmas. I'm writing away and along comes an email from a dear friend. Hey, my wife and I have this timeshare in Belize. We can't use it this year. Since you're not working, what do you, what do you think? You'd be free. And with frequent (laughs) flyer miles, the whole trip cost me $40. And I went from there to Guatemala to explore other ruins. And the last job I was in, a very very, very minimal vacation time. I never could have done that. That is amazing. Yeah. So leaving one's job is an absolute blessing. It was an absolute blessing. So maybe you could explain for, you know, some of our listeners, when you were in your darkest moments, all the things you did to get out, because I think that's Mm. helpful for people who are, you know, concerned and worried. So what were some of the things that you would do? And those were there. Um, I picked three people in my life who I could go to with my dream to help remind me of that. And I also felt like I was accountable to bring that dream into creation. And so I would talk with them about, wow, it's been a really hard day. I just got the rejection notice. And I would sit there and just release it. Then there must be something better. I know that I don't know everything, but I trust this is going to come together. And I, I would talk to someone who believed in that with me. Um, I also have a list of affirmations that I would pull out and say. I would write about two sentences. I am now in a job in my dreams. And I described the type of job. And what's really fascinating to me about the job I'm in is I work for an awesome leader, someone who is so fun and who I so enjoy. And that hasn't always been the case for me. Um, I wanted to work with women in leadership positions. There are in this job. 
job. I wanted an environment that was really collaborative and a culture of teamwork. Absolutely the case. So I kept bringing myself back to how do I want it to be? And I've been through things before. I know I will get through this. I just don't know the how. And that's okay. Right. So letting go of the how of it, right? And that when things fall through, not to be overly disappointed by them. Right. Because there means there's some other plan out there. A better plan. A better plan. I love that. So um, uh, along with your book, um, Your Health, Your PH, you also did an audio version. So is that even in your voice? Because you have a lovely voice. Oh, that's so funny because I don't feel that way. But <laughs> I, um, living in Seattle and the way the traffic is, I thought it'd be real helpful to provide an audio. Yeah. I love being able to listen to good information in the car and bring my perspective where I want it to be. So it is your voice. It is my voice. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. And they, and they can download it onto two MP3 files. And the website is Live Life Well. Info. It's not a, info? Live Life Well Info. Okay, yeah, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, I remember I talked to you into buying that car, actually. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You came for an appointment, and this was a few years back, and you were considering getting a, a car, and I love that type of car. And so, yeah, I talked you into it. And then you got laid off, you know. <laughs> right afterwards. Yeah, and got a little freaked out. But it all worked out better than you could imagine. Beautifully. And I felt like I, it's like in the process, I became who I more wanted to be. Oh, really? Explain more about that. So um, I felt like I'd always been able to tackle what I set out to do and to be in a situation where it seemingly wasn't coming together for me. I had to really manage me. I had to really um, carefully decide how I was going to be in the midst of each of those disappointments, delays. Oh, my gosh, I just got this huge bill. Now what? So it was a great opportunity for me. I mean, I, I feel like I had waves of success, and this was definitely a drought to really manage myself through. So I, I kind of gained ah, some confidence through that. I love that. So managing yourself through the drought? Yes. Mm, that might be another book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And also, we have our phone lines open if people want to call in and ask Amy or myself questions. What are those phone numbers again? Valerie. Valerie's in It is 425-373-5527 in the Seattle area. And if you're outside of the Seattle area, it's 888-289-5569. Yes. And so you're hearing Valerie's voice because Eric's on, is he on vacation or? That's what he says. Yeah, that's what he says. (laughs) So we're not so sure. No, Eric's in New York. Oh, he is. Okay. So he's having a good time hanging out with tall buildings. Yes. Yeah. Uh So, um, so you learned how to manage. So really, when I think about it, because I'm like intuitively reading what you just said. So now you have that, the confidence that no matter what happens in your life, you're going to be able to maneuver through it because you're able to stay on track, stay committed, find things to be inspired about, mm-hmm. right? Which is so important to be inspired. And, yeah. and so how long have you been, had you been wanting to write? It started about two years ago, and I was in India, and a woman who I didn't know her until this uh, tour said, well, I'm an editor. I'll edit it for you, which she did. Wow. And one by one, things started coming together. Um, One thing I did that was really helpful for me to have is I recorded an audio version of me saying my affirmations, my life, um, how I feel about things, and there were times when it was really hard to hang on to that dream, and I would pull that out and just relax and listen to it, and more or less tell myself back how I was going to be and how my life was going to turn oh, out. Oh, that's a really great idea. Yeah, so it's kind of a sub, subliminal you know, way yeah. to help you gain information. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really great. So you had this dream for two years prior, 
And then you got laid off, which now you think is a blessing, yes. right? And because you didn't even have a website before. So Correct. No a, idea how. Right. <laughs> got a website, have products. And there's two versions on the homepage, right? One is about health, yeah. wellness, and one is about success. Exactly. So what are the products that you offer on the success side of the website? So there are a couple. One is on the inspirational quotes. The other one um, is a book that I wrote based on a passion that I have of communicating in a way that everyone feels um, that they're involved. And it's called Communicating in Gender Inclusive Language, mm. How to Engage, Not Alienate an Audience. And oh, then, that's wonderful. Yeah. And a fourth book I just started working on last weekend is Goal Setting for Greatness. And I'll add that to the download package. Okay. Yeah. You're just like chomping out the books now <laughs> and having a really great time, right? And so when you were applying for these jobs, then, of course, did you let them know about your other entrepreneur work that you were involved in? You know, interestingly enough, the only company I mentioned it to was the one who hired me. <laughs> and um, they got excited about that. And that, for me, was a really good sign. It wasn't viewed as a threat on my time, but rather they looked at that as, wow, okay, this is yeah. someone who gets things done. It's motivated, inspired. No, yeah. that's just fantastic. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines and see what kind of questions we have from our audience. Okay, let's go to Joyce. She's calling in from Seattle. Hi, Joyce. How are you? I'm sorry about that. I said, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. I'm good, sorry. good. What can we do for you today? Well, I've had um, several people pass in the last year or so, and I just wondered if they went over fine, if they are where they are, you know, just kind of that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Um, was one of them a male? Mm, let me think. Not recently, no. Hmm. Because the only thing, the only person I see standing next to is a male, and he's more contemporary in age. So um, hopefully not a sibling. No. It could be a cousin or a friend, a neighbor. Um, he's, I, if I were to guess his age, I'd say that he's in his late forties, early fifties. He's got um, salt and pepper hair, but his hair was really, really dark originally, and so the gray is kind of heavy and and um, heavy and dark in his um, hair. Okay. He's lean. It's not heavy or anything like that. In fact, his shirt is um, uh, kind of too big for him. So maybe he lost some weight before he passed. Mm. Does it sound like anyone you know? You know, actually not. That wasn't who I was thinking of recently, but Uh yeah, a number of years ago, somebody with that description. Oh, wow. Okay. And you were close to this person? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this person, in my mind, everyone that you are worried about has definitely crossed over. Okay. And one of them like before their eyes were closed almost. Okay. It was a woman, just couldn't wait to get out of her body. It's like uh-huh. She was almost completely gone before her eyelids cro- you know, crossed her eyeballs, uh-huh. which is very interesting. But this gentleman thinks of you often oh. and worries about you okay. and wants you to be happy in your life. Uh-huh. And for some reason, he thinks that he can help help you in that in that way. I, I don't know exactly what that means, uh-huh. but he feels like... Um, the relationship that the two of you had, for some reason, either it didn't finish or it didn't complete, and he wants you to be happy. Does this make sense, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I would start chatting with him okay. because he's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> so does that mean he didn't cross over successfully? No, or? He, he did cross over. Um, okay. After people cross, they can come back to our, you know, stand on the edge of their world and our world okay. and connect with us. Okay. But yeah, he's kind of glued to you. So if you don't want him around, you can say, hey, go back over there and play Frisbee you know, oh, okay. in the fifth dimension um, or something like that. Okay. All righty. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And so why don't we go ahead and take another call, too? 
Okay, let's talk to Kelly. She's calling from Calistoga, California. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Uh, hi, Marie. I'm good. Thank you. You know, I was thinking about you because I, I saw your name, and of course I know who you are. And so how's your job situation going? You know, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, okay. I'm doing a little travel to Oakland, uh, which is about two hours each way, just to kind of fill in for the summer. But I've gotten some local contracts. I've brought down my rate, but um, but I feel really good about um, it being more local and having to spend less time on the road. Although my commute time has given me a lot of time to listen to your podcast, which I'm addicted to. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, now that you have this two-hour commute time, maybe you can, you know you know, t- think about those affirmations or, you know, put a nice little Bluetooth in your ear and talk to your empowerment partner as as Amy did. That might be just a perfect time to really get all those passions that you want out in the car, you know, hanging out in the ethers and with someone else with you. Yes, and and I agree. And I've been doing a little bit of that. And and, and part of my question today is, is around an affirmation um, oh. around being a mom. Ah. Yeah. So my question has to do, um, you know, I, I, I am aware of myself um, worrying about my kids and worrying about being a mom and if I'm doing the best that I can for them. Um, and so a little thing that I've noticed is kind of hair growth um, with River. I thought it was just kind of a fluke. Um, his hair is, is growing, but it has it. There's like just each fuzz around the ears, and it seems to be symmetrical, and I thought, not a big deal until I'm seeing the same pattern in, in rain, and I started feeling guilty, like, is this something in my breast milk? Or And I know that's not healthy for me, so I'm trying to shift it, but I also want to, um, I, uh, you know, I, I want to uh, pay attention to it as well. Well, I would not worry. Some kids take years to grow in hair. That's not that unusual. Okay. Although you may be seeing their um, bald pattern when they're men. You might be able to notice what their hair is going to look like in their 50s or 60s, okay. um, but it's very, very normal. Do you have a suggestion for a good affirmation for her, Amy, or something mm. about so that she doesn't worry about the hair? I know that the right and perfect hair situation is going to unfold in my son. Ah, how's that? It sounds great. It Thank sounds you. great. Thank you so much for calling in. Okay, thanks, Marie. All righty, bye-bye. Bye. You want to take another phone we'll call? We'll take another one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hope I say this right. Is it Kawahi from I- Auburn? Did I say that right? It's Kawahi. Kawahi. Okay. Got it. So, and I'd just like to add to that lady. My daughter was bald till she was five, and she has beautiful hair now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, sometimes some kids just take a long time to grow their hair in. Yeah. It's pretty normal. So, what can we do for you, Kawahi? Well, I want to, well, if you see anything around careers, Feel free to chime in, but I was really calling. Um, I had an accident when I was seven with my arms. I nearly lost my arms, and I just and it. Um, I don't have full filling in my left arm, um, and I'm just wondering what the significance of that in my life is. And did you say the left arm? Well, it's both arms, but oh. the left arm was more significantly uh-huh. damaged. Uh-huh. Well, arms are about receiving because from the elbow to the, to the fingertips is the is the connection to the heart chakra. And the left-hand side in particular is about receiving. So if that's the one you fractured, then it's about you needing to learn to receive, which is something you really needed to learn to do, don't you think, Amy? And still do. Yeah, and still do. And so that was part of what you were working on during that 
year and a half or almost year and a half time period. Yeah, you gave me some advice of feeling coming in through your back, those mm-hmm. just soaking in those compliments through your back. And I remember when the CFO position I normally be intimidated by came over to my office about three weeks ago and just like flooded with praise. And I was kind of stunned. I was really nervous. And I just took a deep breath. I felt it flowing in through my back. It was wonderful. So that's the exercise. Thank you so much. That's the exercise you can do is really feel energy moving in between the shoulder blades so you can move deep into your back and and help your body learn to receive. That would be very important. I get stuck there a lot. That's why I get pain. Ah, okay. So that's another indicator that receiving would be perfect for you to do. Take energy in through your back. And when anything we want to create in our lives, that is something that we need to increase so that we can allow it to manifest and come through into the physical reality. Okay. okay. Thank you so much for calling in. We'll go thank ahead, you. We'll go ahead and take another one since this is about a job, I noticed, on the reader board. Yeah, Danny's calling in from Spokane. Hi, Danny. How are you? Good. How are you? I am great. What, what can we do for you? Um, so I just recently quit my job in Seattle and moved over to Spokane um, to be closer to my boyfriend. So I wanted to see if I could just kind of get a general reading and maybe some guidance on what lies ahead. Ah, well, you, you know, you feel very happy to me, like, oh, good, I'm on vacation. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would take Amy's advice, you know, enjoy <laughs> the vacation, get excited and inspired about many, many things, whatever. Maybe there's something you've been wanting to do for a while and you weren't able to, like those two marathons that you ran. Yeah. Yeah. Or a fabulous vacation, you know, just allow yourself to really let this vacation be true. When I look at the two of you, you two seem very, very close and you're working diligently on your relationship. So I would take more time off, not necessarily go out looking for a job right away. Enjoy yourself as much as you can and start thinking about what you'd really like to do. And maybe do some of the things that Amy suggested, write down what you want in terms of a, Mm -hmm. a job, a profession before you get out there and actually start looking. Okay. Okay? Okay, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> and we want to thank Amy so much for coming in and giving us all of your all of your um, inputs in, about uh, your time off and all the gracious and wonderful things that you've done. And people can go to your website, Live Life Well Info, and find out about wellness and success and order some of your products and um, read those affirmations and make their life go happy, too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. And we'll be right back with the Marie Menu Cherry Show. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunmerit will conclude their Healing from Within workshop on June 5th. They'll be discussing the hormonal system and its relation to joy and balance. Come learn how you can allow the sweetness of life into your being. This exploratory process will delve deep inside your body, addressing topics such as the adrenal glands, the thyroid, ovaries, hormones, and the pancreas. Join Marie and Dr. Dunn Merrick for an energizing afternoon on Saturday, June 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. You'll be happy you did. Seating is limited. To register or for more information, please call Dr. Dunn Merritt's office at 425-452-9366 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com. Register early to receive a discount on the class. Call or get online now. Become a Reiki master the weekend of September 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. 
you will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing knowledge of energy medicine. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements during deep meditation that will allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, for more details. If you are interested in learning more about Marie and what is on her calendar, there are a variety of ways to find out. Become Marie's friend on Facebook. You can post a comment to her wall and search her page for upcoming events. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each month, she writes an in-depth article and responds to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. Schedule a private session with Marie if you'd like to talk with her one-on-one. It will be a healing experience that you will garner great insight from. For more information, visit Marie's website, www.energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. The Gary Mance Show, it's the home of mastery and mystery. On Sunday, June 6th, The Gary Mance Show airs at a special time with popular returning guests. Catches at 9 p.m. right after the Seattle Storm game with psychic medium Dale Brooks and the Blackout Paranormal Group. Is there life after basketball? Is there life after life? That's what we want to know. Get your metaphysical game on The Gary Mance Show Sunday, June 6th at 9 p.m. Pacific following the Seattle Storm game. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back, everyone. We are live here in Seattle. I'm Marie Manucherry, and this is where energy and medicine meet. I just want to remind everyone that on Saturday, I'll be teaching a class with Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt on hormone health. So adrenals, um, prostate gland, of course, female reproductive organs, and the thyroid gland. So that's at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. You can go to energyintuitive.com to get more information on that class as well. It's our last class of the Healing Within series, so we look forward to seeing everyone there. And our last guest today is Danielle Rama Hoffman, and she is a beauty. If you have not seen her before, she's a very gorgeous woman, beautiful, lovely girls who loves Egypt. And, and you've just got back from your ninth trip. And how many years since you've uh, been since, going to e- Egypt? Since 2002. Oh, my gosh. So nine trips since 2002. Danielle is a spiritual teacher, author, energy intuitive, and ancient wisdom keeper. Her passion is to transmit innovative and ancient wisdom that inspires personal growth and elevate consciousness. Her areas of expertise include moving into and living from the Aquarian age um, of the open heart, initiating rituals and passages from ancient Egypt and the keys to successful manifestation. That is so exciting. It's beautiful. And you wrote a book. And, and in your mind, maybe even finally, because you've been you know, thinking about and wondering and writing, and you wrote a beautiful book, um, The Temples of Light, and which guides the reader, the reader to initiate themselves to the wisdom and the ancient teachings of Egypt. Yes. Yeah. And it did feel like finally, because I got the, the guidance probably 10 years before the book came through. Wow. So I was like, what's the book? Where's the book? Wow. Here it is. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love the cover. If, if, if you haven't seen the cover, it's absolutely gorgeous. Lovely detail and color. And you, it also comes with a CD, an audio CD, almost an hour of information that has meditations for everyone so that they can go through and do these initiations to open up their energy. 
Yes, and there's the Temples of Light initiation and then also the Journey to the Sphinx on the CD. So it's really multi-sensory. There's also pictures of the temples yeah, in the middle. Yeah, they're beautiful. And then you have meditations and exercises throughout the book. I mean, really, it's a chocked full book. You know, when I was looking through it and reading it, I'm like, wow, this is a lot of information. No wonder it would take 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got back from Egypt. How long were you there? For three weeks. Oh, and did you love it? It was amazing. It's always beyond expectations, exquisite you know, one of the people that came with us said it was like two years worth of growth in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And so you take a group. Does your husband still travel yes, with you? Yes, right. we do it together. So you take a group of people and you tour through Egypt and visit the, the temples and the pyramids and have all kinds of experiences while you're there. Yes, and we do meditation and ceremony in the temples and have preparation circles before and after and have a lot of the sacred sites to ourselves, so private visits, and that's really amazing. And we just started the last few trips going on this Dahabea, which is a private sailing yacht. So oh, fun. It's a group of 16, and so it's really yummy and a great way to go because I think the Nile right. just has so much rejuvenating power in itself. So have you and your husband talked about maybe moving there? You know, you might save some airfare. Yeah, we have <laughs> talked about it. And we went for a month by ourselves a few years back. And I just came to realize I'm more of an ancient Egyptian than a modern Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah. cute. Oh, that's just precious. So what about the book inspires you the most? I mean, I mean, if you could boil it down into what inspired you and what you enjoy most about now it's a finished product in front of you. What, what is it about it that feeds you? Well, there's so much to it, like you mentioned, and I, I really love that it's like 13 temples of light in Egypt and mm. that they've become these allies to support us as we're moving more into the open heart. So I love that personal relationship that people can build with the consciousness and also that this journey to Egypt is accessible for people in their homes, that they can go through this mystery school in a self-paced way. Um, and it's so sweet to just hear from people that have read it and love it and that they're getting the direct transmission and feel the energy. And it's reawakening that innate wisdom within them and their connection to Egypt, which I think a lot of us have, being that it's one of the original civilizations. Right. Now, maybe you could explain the mystery schools because not everybody knows what that means. Well, I think that's why they're called mystery schools. Because <laughs> they were meant to be kept secret. Mm -hmm. You know, they were created thousands of years ago, right? To train individuals or to teach them about their special talents or gifts. Right. And awaken their subtle senses like intuition and direct knowing. And there's a lot of exercises and initiations in the book that help with that process. And the Egyptians, one of the Egyptian bodies is called the Sahu. Mm. And that's the spiritual body and the fully realized self. And so this process of this initiatory journey into the Egyptian mystery schools is to connect to the various heart teachings of each temple in that consciousness and through that process go through remembering and there's 14 parts that are connected to the 14 dismembered parts of the god Osiris and so it's this process of remembering reawakening reconnecting those forgotten or perhaps disparate parts of us. 
beautiful. That was really well said. It's very intriguing. That's very intriguing. Yeah, I had never heard of the mystery schools until someone explained them to me, and, and I certainly have some memories of them, and they sound like so much fun. And so my interpretation, but I'd love to hear yours, it has something to do with you know younger people moving into the mystery schools at a young age. Is that true, what happened originally? I you know, it's. I think a lot of that remembering is mm-hmm. is coming through directly. So I hadn't really thought about it that way, but as you said it, it felt right. It felt mm-hmm. like that there were in ancient times those people that were that it was kind of a divine lineage that it was passed on. Wow, wow! And then people would stay in the schools for like their whole lifetime or a period. Of, do you know what the? Well, I think that it probably was both, mm-hmm. and my sense is just because I've been kind of curious, well, what is it about people that love Egypt that they're just so into Egypt and why do people come to Egypt or or want to participate in these uh, rites of passage? And it really seems like sometimes it is those uh, initiations that they didn't complete in past ah. lives that they're coming back to complete. And so I think that may be a part of it. Oh, wow. So that's part of probably what you're doing when you take groups of people there is helping them to awaken those um, quiet parts of themselves so that they can know more about their natural gifts and talents and their multi-sensory abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we talk about the past lives in terms of what needs to be cleared or released or completed, but I think that there's so much of that inherent gifts and talents that get reconnected to in general, but but also in particular in Egypt, because it just seems like people uh, have this direct relationship that mm-hmm. uh, everyone has a, a unique experience as they're going through the initiations and are in Egypt. And it's really alive and interactive. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds absolutely wonderful. Well, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? And Danielle is very intuitive. Uh, so I would love to hear your responses as well, of course. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lindsay's calling from Edmonds. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So what can we do for you today? Um, I actually had a question. My boyfriend, his mother passed away in September um, from cancer, and I didn't actually get the chance to meet her because I came into his life after, and I was... There was some, like, I felt like her spirit was kind of still in the house. And, like, I'm just wondering, it's kind of calmed down recently. I'm wondering if she's moved on or if she's okay or, like. Uh, Okay, sure. Sure, I'll go ahead and look at it. And then we'll hear whatever Daniel wants to offer. Um, Yeah, you know, um, I think that passing for her was challenging. Some people, I always look at death. It reminds me of um, labor when people are giving birth to babies and we all die uniquely and differently, just like birthing has its own unique experience. And I think she had more of a challenging death. Sometimes when you're fairly young and you're leaving behind children, um, even if they're grown, it can be pretty um, staggering. And I agree with you. I think that she's a little bit more at peace and um, has moved out for a while. I think she'll be back um, in a positive, loving, wish I was there kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I know what she wants for her son, of course, is to be happy. And mm-hmm. he seems to be doing well. Um, so uh, sometimes when people are sick for a long time, too, their passing can be kind of a blessing. You know, it's like it's because it's such a stress for everyone and we don't want to see our loved ones suffer. Okay. So those are my perceptions. Do, did you want to add anything, Danielle? Well, the only thing I would add is that uh, there seems to be a sense of her also just 
enjoying your presence in his life so that she's been kind of uh, checking you out. So you have met. (laughs) Beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for all of your information and help. Of course. Bye. Okay, we can go to Eric is calling in from Bellevue. Hi, Eric. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Good. What can we do um, for you today? Well, I have a question. Um, I've been kind of having a um, persistent feeling to call in and see if there's any messages from my guides. Well, as soon as I, this is Danielle, as soon as I heard your voice, I just saw Sekhmet, who's the goddess, the Egyptian mm-hmm. goddess of courage and compassion, the lioness. And yes. so she really seemed strong around you. Are you familiar with her? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with her. Well, she's and, there. And doesn't she um, have a lot of qualities of courage and also healing? She does. I think a lot of times she can be misunderstood because okay. there's a an aspect to her that's healing that can be seen as through destruction, through the completion mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. but definitely a strong ally for courage. And, and also, you know, there's a chapter in my book uh, dedicated to the Temple of Karnak, working with her, just okay. full self-acceptance, loving every aspect. And there's really just that unconditional, fierce protection of the mother, but but really a strong connection to have. Okay. That sounds very good. So is there something that you're wanting to have um, courage about? <laughs> um, well, in, in general, nothing comes to me specifically. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, I, what I'm struggling with and is mostly, you know, I have some chronic health conditions. Mm-hmm. And they seem to not be, I seem to be getting worse. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was trying to think about how one, well, one can approach that with courage and maybe be more philosophical. That I guess um, I, I was just wondering if there's some, my guides had some information for me on how to, to approach this. And well, I think the other thing. And remedy to this. The other thing that you mentioned about Sekhmet is that she's also related to healing and that ability to hunt down the original thought form behind any mm-hmm. imbalance. And so you can certainly connect to her and ask her for that support okay. and your own inner guidance to hunt down what is the original thought form behind those uh, health concerns or imbalances that you're experiencing. All right. And since you know these beautiful Egyptian goddesses, it sounds like uh, it shouldn't be too difficult of a challenge for you. You know, I think sometimes when we have something in our life for such a long time, uh, what helps that inner wisdom coming in is actually embracing it. You know, at least for me, whenever there's something in my life that I just can't seem to move along or shake off and it doesn't seem to change, and that might help you connect to your Egyptian goddesses even more, is, is to actually embrace it, you know, find the beauty within it. Because there's always something beautiful in in the contrast that we experience in life. We just many times won't allow ourselves to actually view it. And then we drive ourselves a little nuts trying to figure it all out, right? Right. So I would would take one of those challenging um, disorders and uh, and find a way to embrace it, you know, find the beauty within it. And uh, I think that will help you even more connect with these wonderful Egyptian, you know, uh, goddesses with all kinds of wonderful energy to heal you. 
And keep us posted. We'd love to know. Yeah, well, Danielle, I know you have some CDs um, associated with your book. Do you have any specific meditations with Sikmet well, on the, your CDs? Or? Yes, I do have a six-CD set that accompanies the book that has 20 initiations from the book for people like me that like to be guided and listen mm-hmm. to the music in addition to reading. And the chapter on Karnak, and I think also the, the chapter on the Temple of Memphis, which really is about creating a clean slate and owning that creative power that we all have to, uh, we created our lives so we have the power to recreate it, might also be a, a great initiation for you. The, right. the offering of your old, old story and then you have the clean slate to move forward from. Sounds perfect to me. Sounds wonderful. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we wish you the best of luck, Eric. Thanks. You're welcome. You too. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. So do you have any other trips planned to Egypt? I mean, I know you just got home like 10 days ago, but it seems like if you've been nine times in the last eight years, you probably already have a plan. Yes. We're going <laughs> February 16th through March 2nd, 2011. And uh, February 16th is my birthday. So oh, happy really ex- birthday. Thank you. I'm excited to, to start that in Egypt with a group of people and we have this Dahabea booked for a six night cruise. So it'll be limited to 16 people. Oh, it sounds amazing. It really is. And so in the book, you talk about that we're leaving the Piscean age and moving to the Aquarian age. So do you want to just talk about that a bit, what that means to you? Well, I think that that's one framework Mm -hmm. of what I'm noticing. And I think a lot of people are talking about and the Piscean age being associated with the solar plexus or the third chakra and that sense of separation or duality or polarity in in addition to great things about it. And then the Aquarian age being associated with the heart chakra and that unity consciousness, oneness, the that experience of, of we. And so on a vibrational level, I think the physicists are seeing this and talking about this as well as lots of mystics and energy healers that the vibration of the planet is increasing. And, you know, my husband's a MD PhD, so he always gives me the science, which is really fun. I, I imagine you have that, uh, lighting up and you, and you a lot going back and forth with the science, but talking about how, when you have two heart cells next to each other in a Petri dish, the one that's moving more quickly will entrain the one that's moving more slowly to it. So the way that I, connect to it is that it feels like we're in this entrainment process continually being encouraged to move into and and hold a higher vibration and in that the polarity speeds up so it it merges together in that experience of oneness and all the initiations in the book take place by connecting to the heart and I think that that's such an important aspect Um, and also to be in our bodies but connecting to that higher Mm -hmm. realm of consciousness rather than thinking you know, we have to leave the body in order for those shifts to happen. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really exciting time to be alive. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot going on for people. Sometimes it's, for some people, it's the best time ever. For some people, it's the worst time that they're experiencing. But I think it's really um, an amazing time to, to be here. Mm-hmm. It is, absolutely. And so in your mind, a lot of the initiations that you have throughout the book, are they helping people to move from their solar plexus to their fourth chakra? Is that part of the intent? Yes, as well as to awaken some of those um, seemingly 
uh, subtle senses and to really be more multidimensional. So moving beyond body, mind, emotion, and spirit to really being the whole being and the connection to the our divine energy within and without, as well as the soul. So what is your favorite, or do you have a favorite? Because I know that's a hard question to ask when you love everything about Egypt and you know all the goddesses and all the beautiful intentions, but do you have a favorite? Well, it does change, and that's one of the things that I love about going through it over and over again is I'm always different, and I hear that from people that go to Egypt with us multiple times or do the initiations multiple times. And on this last journey to Egypt, my favorite temple was Elephantine Island, and Elephantine Island works with the soul evolution and breaking through repetitive patterns and really owning the the wisdom and the teaching from those repetitive patterns like you were talking about with Eric who called in. And for me, that was just my sweet spot this trip. I just really loved it. In general, I'm a huge fan of the Temple of Philae dedicated to Isis because it's just such a juicy, high vibratory uh, field. And there's a picture in the book of the Holy of Holies that I think just... Uh, hold so much consciousness and energy that when people look at it, they have a deep remembering. Oh, lovely. So the Isis, what does that um, actually mean? I mean, translate that for us. Is that a particular goddess? Yeah. Yeah. Isis is the goddess of um, divine love Mm. and midwifery and Mm. magic and healing. And Mm. um, so she remembered Osiris into his fully remembered self so that he could enter into the afterlife. Lovely. That's really, really... Do you have a favorite story from any of your trips? Hmm. A favorite story? Well, I love to see how each group manifests exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. And so in 2007, we were in Egypt and the tomb of Seti I at the Valley of the Kings, which had been closed for decades opened up for our group and the Valley of the Kings is one of the hottest places in Egypt and you get trolleyed in on this bus and and then we go down into this tomb and the the pyramid texts of Egyptian book of the dead and the weighing of the hearts on the ceiling and and I just had for the first time a sense of the underworld and the contrast of thinking about kind of every all the chaos that was happening above us while we were just in that tranquil place and our last trip um we got access to the pyramid of unis which is the place where the first pyramid text was found which is thought to be the first written language and that had been closed for seven years wow so i think those kinds of stories just uh, amaze me that each group needed those particular places to open up in that consciousness And then in terms of the stories of the people and how much benefit they've had, there's just so many from really uh, health to fulfillment to changing their careers, all those. All those things that people are dealing with and maybe taking a vacation while they're laid off from their job, right, like to (laughs) Egypt, so that they can download new information and uh, collect themselves in a different way before they come home. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel after being home for 10 days? You know, does it still feel like you're in Egypt or do you feel like you're here? Well, I think that part of the mastery Mm -hmm. is coming home and reintegrating Mm -hmm. and 
I there at one point I was ready to come home, maybe on my fourth or fifth trip. So I feel pretty comfortable with the process of being home, but I'm still dreaming about Egypt every night. So <laughs> I know I'm really in that field and and connected to it. And it's amazing too. Like I have just a lot of things coming through right afterwards with being here with you and other opportunities. so mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really fun. Actually, perfect timing. Yeah. You know, it's like going back, there, writing the book and then taking a break, a little break, and then coming back and then talking about the book. You know, mm-hmm. it's wonderful for everyone, I think, under all those kind of interesting and stressful time periods. So uh, when people read this book, they're going to learn a lot, a lot about Egyptian history, obviously, and a lot about... Um, initiations and the mystery schools and having a, it's a six CD set. Did you say that comes with the book or is that sold separately? It's sold separately. Yeah, but there is a CD that comes with the book. Yes, correct. And that has some meditations on it, and then the separate CD. And how can people find this lovely book? I'm assuming Amazon yes. would be one place. And then also, I have a website, thetemplesoflight.com. And it's the T-H-E, templesoflight.com. And on the homepage, I have two free sample journeys from the six CD set if people want to listen to those and try it out. That's a great idea. That's an excellent idea. Because are, are the news, the six CDs, is that rather new? Because I don't remember seeing that before. Well, actually, it came out at the same time. And I also created a 16 seed, um, Temple Essence set like flower remedies so it's multi-sensory the auditory the kinesthetic by taking the temple essences and then the book wow so you can read the book put on the flower essences and listen to a meditation and just kind of travel to egypt from your living room yeah and have a home-based mystery school some people do one temple a week one temple a month yeah, yeah, because it's a lot of information. Yeah. So at least one week, I'd say two to three weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, really, it's a lot. I, I don't know. know how you fit it all in that book. Because <laughs> we need a much bigger one, mm. you know. <laughs> you probably would have wanted even, you know, with more illustrations, even you, although you have beautiful ones, I'm sure, with everything that you know and how you feel about it. Well, it's very exciting. And of course, we're thrilled to have you in the studio and talking to us about the mystery schools and um, these phenomenal schools that existed thousands of years ago that helped people to become enlightened and more aware. And now to bring it in our living rooms um, where we can establish a connection to these mystery schools and, and vibe out, right? Yeah. It's wonderful. So do you have, a, uh, you have the Temple of Light website. Then you, Do you have another website where people can also reach you about you, uh, whatever else you're doing in the world? I do. It's divinetransmissions.com. Ah. D-I-V-I-N-E. And then transmissions like the car. And Danielle is a local Washingtonian, so she's from this area. Well, I don't, you weren't, I don't think you were born here, but uh, you're here now, and you've been here for a long time. So she's... Available here in the Seattle area. And I just want to thank you so much for coming onto the show and bringing us your beautiful things, your books to look at. I'm sure people will love them. Thank you so much for having me. Thank it's really you. fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Thank you so much. And we want to thank everyone for joining us all over the country, wherever you happen to be. And of course, those of you listening across the oceans, thank you so much for being a part of this show as you are every week. You can listen to a repeat of this show on Sunday at noon. And until next week, joyful blessings. Thank you.